Candle lighting at 4.08, Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach is a very rich, exciting, important parsha because it not only contains several very marked experiences within the life of Yaakov, including the change of name from Yaakov to Yisrael, but it is looked upon as a further means of the Jewish people throughout Jewish history and teaching them how to relate to the non-Jewish world, and especially in times of tension and against their enemies. Because the rabbis see that when the Torah describes Yaakov and his encounter with his brother Esav, it is not just two individuals, but rather two nations. And so, the rabbis tell us that throughout the years before Jewish leaders went to Rome and had to make decisions politically. They read and reread and studied Parshas Vayishlach. And so too, in our days, the late Prime Minister Menachem Begin, Sechrona Levracha, when he met President Anwar Sadat of Egypt, he went through and studied Parshas Vayishlach for guidance and divine inspiration. We find in the Parsha that it's so exciting and alive. Yaakov prepares to meet his brother with three different manners. He prepares for war and therefore divides his camp and what does he say? That should, God forbid, Esav come and attack one, and so it is that throughout Jewish history, as we saw, the Jews were spread out, and so, if unfortunately, Jews were being killed in Europe, Jews of America were saved. Yaakov prepares for war, he prepares for tefillah, for prayer, showing that he did not rely upon that which God had promised him years before, 20 years earlier, at that majestic dream that God said, Don't worry, Yaakov, I'm with you, I will guard you. But rather, Yaakov and the Jew always feels, perhaps I've already exhausted all my credit, and therefore I have to constantly pray to restore that relationship and improve myself. And finally, the Doron, finally the present and the contribution that the Jew has to make to society. We find in this week's parsha the wrestling match between Yaakov and the Sar Shal Esav, the guardian angel of Esav, whom the rabbis identify as the Ish, 
the man who mugs Yaakov and wrestles with him. And the Ramban, in his famous commentary, tells us, Vayivoser Yaakov levado. Yaakov was left alone. And Vayayovik ish imo, a man wrestled with him, a force wrestled with him, Adalos hashachar, literally until dawn. But we're talking about till the end of the Golos. There's always going to be this struggle and tension between Yaakov and Esav. And when he is not successful in toppling Yaakov, he, as we know, strikes Yaakov in the Kach Yerecho, literally in the socket of his hip, near the organ of procreation, says the Ramban, to remind us and teach us that unfortunately, Yaakov's children will be struck by Esau in one of two ways. Either, God forbid, through persecution or through assimilation. The Torah tells us that as a result of this wrestling match and Yaakov being injured in chapter 32, Pasuk 33, Al-Kain, therefore, Lo Yochul B'nei Yisrael has Gid therefore, the children of Israel are not to eat the displaced sinew on the hip socket, Ad Hayom to this very day, because Yaakov was struck in the Gid now, interestingly, there are different explanations given by our rabbis for this prohibition. The Chizkuni teaches, Vayivaser Yaakov Levado. How could it be that Yaakov had 11 sons that they left their father alone? And therefore, the Giranashe is nothing less than a patch. It's nothing less than egg on the Jewish nation's faith, teaching us that very important principle not to leave a father and for that matter anyone alone, but we are to be there for each other. I want to share with you the very famous teaching of the Zohar on this mitzvah of Giranosha. The Zohar says that there are 365 negative or prohibitions in the Torah, negative mitzvahs, thou shalt not, and there are 365 days in the solar calendar, And he says that the 365 correspond to the 365 days. And he identifies and says that the prohibition of the Gidhanoshe corresponds to the day of Tisha B'Av. And I'd like to try to explain how this connection is between the prohibition of eating the Gidanashe and the saddest day in the Jewish calendar, the day that we commemorate the destruction of both the first and second Beit Mikdash temple in Jerusalem. What is the connection between the two? So at first glance, it is 
the Torah tells us as a result of Yaakov's being injured, Hutzolea Ayarecho. Yaakov was limping, literally, on his leg. The idea being that, yes, he was able to walk, but not in the proud, staunch manner in which he had been accustomed to, or, please God, that he was healed, as the Torah teaches us a bit later on, Vayizrach Lo Hashemesh. He is limping after this encounter. And unfortunately, the Jewish nation, since the destruction of the Second Temple, we have been, as a people, limping. Namely, we've progressed, but certainly not with the dignity and not with the sense of awareness of really who we are and what we can be, etc., the Beis Hamikdash represents the Jews' connection to God in a very special way. The Yom Tov of Hanukkah is coming, and Rashi brings in Parshas Emor at the end, where the Torah speaks about the lighting of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, which was done on a daily basis. So there, where the menorah is placed, the Torah teaches in chapter 24 in Vayikra, Pasuk 3, Michutz leparoches ha'edus. It is found in the Kodesh, in the sanctuary, in the room right before the Holy of Holies. And what separated this room from the Holy of Holies was a paroches, was the partition. And, listen carefully, it is called paroches or edus. Now the edus refers to, listen carefully, both the ark, which is on the other side of the paroches, the partition, but it is also referring to, Rashi says from, the Gemara in Shabbos 22b, referring to the menorah, that the menorah is an edus. How so? Ne'er ma'aravi. There were, as we know, seven branches to the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, and the middle branch is that which symbolizes Torah, and this branch was an edus, was a testimony, l'chol ba'e olam, to the entire world, Shashchina Shora Yisrael, the God's presence was found within the Jewish people. How so? Shenosim Boshemen Kemidas Chavroseha, because he put the same amount of oil, the Kohen, each evening in each of the seven cups, and he began lighting with the middle one. And listen carefully. In the morning, the other six went out, and the seventh one, the middle one, representing Torah, continued to burn the entire day. This was a miracle which lasted, wow, throughout the time of the Beis HaMikdash, and as a result of this, God was definitely showing 
the Jewish people of his very close relationship with the Jewish people. Unfortunately, without a Beis Amigdash, we lack that personal kind of encounter on a daily basis in a very obvious way. We don't have prophecy today. And, unfortunately, the idea is that not only the relationship of the Jew, that the Beis Hamikdash unifies the Jewish people, one Beis Hamikdash for the entire nation, but the entire world is going to be different when we have a Beis Hamikdash. Shema Yisrael, the Jew recites every night and every morning. Hero Israel, Hashem Elokeinu. Rashi explains in Parshas for Eschanan, God who is Elokeinu, our God, the God of Israel, Hashem Echad, someday this will be recognized, He will be recognized as the God of the entire world. This is how we end the Oleinu prayer, three times minimally every day. V'ne'emar, v'hoyo Hashem l'melech al-kol ha'aretz. God will be literally the king over the entire world. So this is one aspect that as Yaakov limped, we are limping. But I'd like to suggest something else, and that is as follows. Inherent in this meat of the animal, the Torah says, don't eat the Gira Now, the Chinuch, who usually follows the Rambam, here he beautifully follows the Ramban, and what does he say in terms of what is the purpose of not eating the Gira And I quote, at the root of this precept lies the purpose that Jewry should have a hint that even though they will endure great tribulations in the exiles at the hands of the nations and descendants of Esau, they should remain assured that they will not perish. Their progeny and their name will endure forever. And a Redeemer will come and deliver them from the oppressor's hand. In other words, that we are told that with all the struggles that we will have, there will be a complete redemption for the Jewish people. But we are to recognize the, at the moment that there is this lack of perfection. And interestingly, even through the Basar. Now what might meet represent. So we are told that in this world there are domain, the inanimate, someach, vegetation, chai, the animals, and and medaber, man. Man is above the animals. That's why he makes the bracha that literally God has provided all my needs when He puts on His shoes, shoes which come from the leather of the animals. It shows man's superiority over the animal. But what we're saying is that we should recognize that there is within the animal the symbol of the Giranasheh, which means that the symbol of the incompleteness 
of this world that man has to do by removing the symbol of Esav and the symbol of the struggle within this world coming out from the meat and therefore to remind us that while he will always try to topple us, the world at the moment is not shalem, but we have complete prophecy through the Gira Nasha that ultimately it is going to be good. Ultimately, there is that redemption that will be coming and the concept behind it is that each and every time we are privileged to partake of meat, we are to remind us that it's not only a physical sustenance that we are getting, but a spiritual one as well, reminding us that we are, and please God, will always be connected to God above. Shabbat Shalom to all.